0: I was so comfortable behind a screen. I was so comfortable with absentee owners. I was so comfortable dealing with people I never met in person. So what percentage? Over 80% of my business came from online. And that's what I teach agents now It's th- listen, don't cut traditional methods, they work. Um, the fact is that it just, I found a niche outside of those traditional methods that was fun, was creative. You always had to think of something new.
1: You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, General Manager of the U.S. Market for Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents leverage the power of verified reviews. You can find out more at ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 282 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. And today, I am going to talk to somebody in the RE.net. For those of you that are new in the business, there was this group of people back in the mid-2000s that really adopted technology early, including my very first guest, Jay Thompson, who had the blog Phoenix Real Estate Guy, which was just the premier real estate blog at that time. And today's guest also had a great blog, still running some 15 years later, called Miamiism. Yes, I'm talking to Ines Hegedus-Garcia, one of the original bloggers in real estate, doing some wonderful stuff, and I can't wait to to get her story and have a little conversation about uh, college football in the state of Florida. Ines, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hello, hello. It's so awesome to be here with you today, Bill.
1: I am so excited. I'm going, I love talking to the uh, the originals, the people who were there at the beginning. And today I am talking to, to someone who was, I mean, literally right at the forefront of what was happening in the early 2000s when it came to the internet. And so thanks for, it's just going to be a lot of fun today.
0: So you're aging me. Is that what you're doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you started in you—you uh, you were in real estate at the age of ten. So, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> impressive what you were doing as a ten-year-old. We're going to talk about that as well.
0: Awesome. Okay. All
1: right. Um, so, like, I, you live in Miami. I, I had a recent guest, uh, Nina Fabry, uh, with Home Services of America. You might know Nina. She lives in Miami. Um, are you originally from the Miami area?
0: I am originally from Venezuela. Okay. So I was born in Venezuela and I moved to Miami um, when I was eleven. Okay. So I learned. So, so English is my second language. I uh, that explains the accent. So now you yeah. <laughs>
1: know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there a is there a, a big Venezuelan community in the Miami area?
0: Oh yeah. No. no. Listen, Miami is super diverse. Yeah. We have all kinds of communities from all over South America and Central America. So we, it's actually fun to kind of recognize Spanish accents and and recognize where they come from. Um, but yeah, there's a huge Venezuelan community in Miami for sure. Yes.
1: So you can still find, what, what was the, what's the food that you grew up with as a child that you can still find today in Miami?
0: Oh my God. There's tons of Venezuelan restaurants, cachapas, arepas. Oh my God. It's so delicious. I love so to I-
1: ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> Cause everybody gets excited. I love that. Um, look, Miami is an amazing place and I think, there are some misconceptions about Miami, right? I'm, I'm in Saint Petersburg now, and I've only only been to Miami one time, uh, and we could only be there half a day, so we didn't get to do much. But, but I'd love to hear what what you feel is the biggest misconception for the place where you live and work now.
0: Well, I, Miami's evil. <laughs> that's that's evil. the biggest misconception. <laughs> So funny enough that you asked that, um, when Miamiism was born, my blog, Mm -hmm. you were like, what's the SM behind Miami? And I go, no, it's not SM, it's ISM. It's an ism, which is a philosophy, a way of life. And the Miami way of life is how the blog was born. So Miami is just diverse. It's just a cool place. It's one of a kind, absolutely. Um, and it's a matter of, I, there's no place on earth like Miami. Yeah. I think the misconceptions I think are people that are, that are afraid. I remember I, I please, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but I will. Um, I started engineering school. I did a year of civil engineering in Florida state. So I lived in Tallahassee and yeah, but, but, um, putting that aside, I remember people going, oh my God, I will never go to Miami. It's dangerous you know, you get mugged and robbed and, and murdered. And no, um, it's a big city like any other big city. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be crime, but it's safe, you know, it's, and it's, it's beautiful all the time and people are are nice and kind. And, and yeah, I think the other fear that people have is that you may walk into a place and people just speak to you in Spanish. And that could be very annoying if you don't speak the language, but um, you kind of just say, Hey, listen, I don't speak Spanish, and that goes away.
1: <laughs> Miamiism. We're going to talk a lot about Miamiism, and uh, one of the nice, one of the great things about that that blog is you point out some of the highlights of the town, right? Not not the touristy stuff, but like the what the locals like to do and these great things. Give me give me a couple next time, because I'm in St. Pete. I'm only four hours away. I, <laughs> I got to make a trip down. What what are two things I just can't miss the next time I'm in town? <laughs>
0: I mean, obviously the obvious is the beaches, but no, I'm not even going to go there, you know, because my forte is architecture. I'm going to tell you, we have some amazing buildings. The PAM Museum, the, the Perez Art Museum Miami, is designed by Herzog and de Muron, is Bayfront in downtown Miami. Um, and it's funny because it doesn't matter what exhibit is there. The building is so amazing that you can't go wrong so definitely you need to visit pam that's right. that's a given frost museum is right next door that's a cool building but pam just blows it away um and then Brickle, experience Brickle, our walkable community financial center we have Brickle city center now just busy and dense you know it's whatever uh, just it's a cool place we have tons of great food, good restaurants. My mom always tells me that I should be like the, the what, what's it called? The travel agent or whatever. I don't know what she tells me. Like everyone yeah. calls me to say, okay, these are the age of my kids, or I don't have any kids, or this is what I want to do, and I'll let you know exactly where you need to go.
1: It's, it's like your Miami's concierge, right? You, you know yes. <laughs> That's now, it. Oh,
0: you can't, you have to go to, to Wynwood. Okay. By the way, you cannot miss Wynwood. So Wynwood started as just a couple of people putting graffiti on walls like 10 years mm-hmm. ago. And it's turned into these amazing murals by these insane artists. And the scale of the art and the colors. And oh, my God, it just blows me away every time mm-hmm. I go. And I live here and I still get blown away.
1: You know, I, I'm i still – I've been here four years in St. Pete now. downtown We live downtown St. Pete. and You have the same sort of thing, the murals for – They call it St. Pete Shine. Every year there's a a big festival and a few more buildings get decorated. I love that art. So I definitely will go there. Um, Now you mentioned Florida State, and I I know why you were going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this, because you (laughs) went to the U, didn't you?
0: It is all about the U.
1: That's what I thought. thought.
0: (laughs) Imagine the big hands in front of my face with the U, because that's all about the U. Yeah, Yeah,
1: I... Let me ask you this question. There are a lot of universities in Florida. You know, we were in Arizona for 17 years. There's like three that you really care about, right? And, and one's really little compared to the other two. So I, I got to put you on the spot. Um, of, of all the other universities, I'm not going to ask you for your favorite. I want your least favorite. Like what school, when when the youth's playing them, you go, oh, we just got to destroy them?
0: I think this is pretty standard. Gators, man. All, <laughs> are you kidding me? No way! That's
1: so it, yeah. boy. I we uh, are going here, down. <laughs> so I'm in Central Florida with UCF and USF, and and you've got like you know Florida Atlantic. There's all kinds of these little. But I man, the you. Gators, the, yeah. the Gators are a magnet for lovers and and haters. Yeah, and
0: you know it's funny because um, Avanti Way, where where I'm at now, mm-hmm. the colors are orange and blue, Ooh. and I almost did not like these are my partners. This is not just a company I'm in. This is a partner owner. And I'm like, uh, no orange and blue. This needs to change. <laughs> this is not working for me.
1: Well, I notice you're wearing an Avanti way shirt. That's mostly black and white. So you, you you're able to hide the color.
0: <laughs> oh, this is my doing. This is definitely my doing. This brand is changing. They want it or not.
1: That's great. Um, I, I know this because of looking at some of your history and 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 I know you a little bit. you you real estate really wasn't in your future as far as buying and selling and helping customers with real estate. You went to school to become an architect, right?
0: Yeah, I have a bachelor's in architecture
1: and so yes. what was the plan there? What you know, I, I imagine in architecture, like other I- industries, you can specialize or do certain things. What were you going to do?
0: You know it's it's just funny. Um, you think about life changes and how organic things can happen. Um, I think it's our responsibility as humans to pay attention to the universe and the doors that open in front of us. and some things that are not obvious. Um, if you ask me when I was 15 years old, what I would imagine myself doing is is drawing as an architect and creating and and, and that's it. I'm very creative. You would have told me, you're going to be a realtor? I would have said, hell no. No, that's not happening. Right. So the beauty of it is is how things have opened up and, and organically changed for me. Uh, I found, I guess, through the ARINET and the, the early adoption of social media that I could be creative as a, as a realtor. But I started in commercial property management, by the way, because if you want to okay. know the, the gist of it. So I was working as an architect. I had... Um, a family member that bought a commercial property in Miami and they wanted me to manage it. And I was like, no, that's not my thing. And they're like, Oh, easy. So long story short, um, that one building turned into like next, we blinked my husband. I, my husband is an accountant, so he was doing the financial part of it. We had 20 buildings we were managing commercial properties. We lost the opportunity of making good money on commissions. So we decided to get our licenses. Um, again, not thinking I'm going to sell or buy real estate, just help our, help our commercial clients. So I discovered that ability to marry that architecture with real estate. You know, so so the whole idea of working with architectural historic properties, you know, came in and just started making sense. So so getting my real estate license and 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 just going into the residential world was the way to go. It just it was exciting.
1: And you didn't. You didn't have to give up that passion, that thing you went to school for to this day still matters with the way you do your business.
0: You know, and it, and funny enough, I think uh, I would have this argument with my husband all the time because when I decided to have kids, I wasn't doing as much architecture and I wasn't working in the firm and then the whole property management took over. And it was like that whole conflict within you know your head that's like, I'm, I'm not doing what I'm passionate about. So then all of a sudden I discovered not only through social media adoption that I could be creative, but I could, I could find that passion again through real estate. So listen, it just went like full circle 360 and it just makes so much sense.
1: Your blog, Miamiism, is it is one of the original real estate blogs out there. I put you right up there. Um, I'm not sure. I, you can tell me who who launched first, you or the Phoenix real estate guy. I'm not sure. No,
0: no. Let's give Jay credit. Okay.
1: <laughs> and Jay how about how about Nick Bastian Rail Life? Another one.
0: I, he might have been behind me. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Good, good.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was in Phoenix at the time. And so I was able to hang out with those two and just watch this thing grow. And through that, I met all these other people like you all online, right? Just just amazing stuff. And so what I did, a little surprise for you, was I reached out to both Jay and Nick and said, I'm interviewing Ines on the podcast do you have a question for? So oh
0: God, that's so awesome.
1: <laughs> so here's here's the first question. I'll go with Nick's. And here it is. He says, how much time does she spend working her area in real life versus online? Does she do mostly online marketing or does she do more traditional marketing that gets people to Miamiism? Like how do you make all that come together?
0: Oh uh, that's an that's an amazing question. You know, um when COVID hit last year I know, and I'm managing almost 200 agents now, by the way, wow! and I remember people struggling and guess what? Always, it was always 80% or higher that came directly from the blog of my clients. So that was, I, I was so comfortable behind a screen. I was so comfortable with absentee owners. I was so comfortable dealing with people I never met in person. So what percentage? Over 80% of my business came from online. And that's what I teach agents now It's th- listen, don't cut traditional methods. They work. Um, the fact is that it just, I found a niche outside of those traditional methods that was fun, was creative. You always had to think of something new. Um, what are the latest tools, uh, the tricks, uh, you know, and, and it was, I love that. And, and that, and again, my passion for prop tech now, you know, it's, it, comes from that, from what can I use differently, you know, that that's going to help my business and now help others, which is just a completely different world.
1: Yeah. Jay's question, I (laughs) would love to hear how she's grown Miamiism into such a strong local brand. So that's really, that's the, really the, the, the core of blogging. Let's talk about that.
0: You know what I, it, it ultimately is about community. I think I discovered through my Mojito reviews that giving love to other businesses was the secret sauce. And it wasn't so much about me and my real estate business and what I was selling and my designations and whatever. It was about how can I help my community? How can I help other businesses? How can I promote them to do well? And I, you hear me always say about the universe rewarding me and all this stuff, but it is, it is the truth. The times when I focus more on my business and not other people and helping is when I did the worst in real estate. Crazy, crazy enough.
1: Yeah. How, how long have you had that knowledge that it's about the community? I mean, a long time, right? Pretty early in the game.
0: Yeah. Pretty early in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would tell you that when I struggled on what to write about, what to what to post, um, I realized, you know, let's let's drive around. What's the new business? The new flower shop, you know, who who has a new business that I can interview that I can talk about? The mojito reviews was just such a fluke because no one was doing videos, and and it was just people would see me, my mannerisms, they would hear my accent um it was the whole concept of social objects and finding a commonality with someone else and then all and then realized wow this is no fluke i am promoting miami i'm giving love to a restaurant they're getting to know me by hearing my voice seeing me on video seeing my mannerisms and how much i move my hands which no one can see me right now (laughs) (laughs) And, and then all of a sudden this was this was what was a little creepy is that people would call me after we would see a mojito review, oh, we want to buy in Miami, we're looking, blah, blah, blah. And they would show up with a mojito and, and they would give me a hug and I would be like, Okay, this is strange. So they knew me. I didn't know them. Right. But they knew me. Yeah. And and they that, you know, talk about breaking the ice. Is that is that a statement that I just like completely butcher that? <laughs> icebreaker. Icebreaker.
1: Yeah, it's perfect. I it's been like the year of video in real estate since like 2010 right (laughs) it's been for so long
0: listen these mojito reviews are older than that
1: i know you've been doing that's what i'm saying it's like you've been you were so (laughs) 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 the flip cam where you opened up the usb connector and plugged it into the computer i still have those in front of me on my desk (laughs) Um, i know they can't see this but this is for you bam (laughs) (laughs) No. <laughs> there you go so i'm showing i'm showing a I'm showing Ines my my flip cam that i i keep and uh and my kodak z8 and you know as they approved over the years I'm, that's so funny um is it I, it look you that blog still produces for you today is it too late to start a real estate blog
0: no absolutely not and and you know what it's the the question has always been the same do i need to know how to write absolutely not it's conversational um can you make errors absolutely it makes you human um you write the same way that you speak um the only thing that i would tell you that most people are not willing to do is consistency and you need to be consistent so what does that mean that means when I started, it was daily. Then I realized I didn't have to do a daily post. And to this day, I still, if you visit Miamiism, there's three to four posts on Miamiism every week. The beauty is of having a 15 year old blog is that I have content that I recycle. yeah, um, And so that just makes it easy but I have a schedule, you know, on Mondays, you're always gonna see a market report, you know, something. and I've changed this throughout the years. I used to have is on Fridays, where I would give love to a local photographer that would take a killer photo of Miami. So again, I'm promoting the city, but I'm also promoting the photographer. Um, so it's, and then creating communities around the blog, which was cool. Um, I started an Instagram community called I Gears Miami, and it's, it's a group of creatives, and obviously they're visual, they're photographers, and we do photo walks around town, not through COVID. We'll start again in June, hopefully. Yeah. And, and it's always about, you know, what can you do differently, meet people, network, you know, go, go outside of, of your comfort mm-hmm. zones.
1: Yeah, so the blog is just this, this tool, like, like you talked about all the prop tech you always experiment with. That blog is just a tool to help you make more connections, and you have to do those things to make those connections.
0: And and you, I think I couldn't have said it better. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's just awesome. I um, you know, the evolution of the industry, right? So you've been in it, you know, since the early two thousands. Um, you've seen a lot of change. <laughs> you've seen a lot <laughs> of stuff happen. Um, and like for example, when Instagram came along, what was your first thought with Instagram? Were you thinking? oh, this is going to be huge because you're a very visual person or were you more like, oh, I don't know if this is because, you know, it's weird. You don't have it, the, the text isn't. What, what was your thought? Because you, you were writing words and having photos that went with them.
0: You know, what's funny about Instagram is that I didn't join right away because I had a photo blog. Uh ah. So, so it was like, why am I going to go into a platform that's doing what I'm already doing with my photo blog and my photo blog was, it was Miamiism pics. And it was, it was, um, oh, and this was like the latest technology of the time. But now I think about it and I just laugh. I remember the first time I took a a picture with my phone and you would have to email it through Flickr that then would like transfer it and syndicate it to another website that would take it to the blog. And I would go. And it's live in seconds, right? <laughs> and this was the latest technology. And then, oh my God, think about this now. That's just insanely difficult and complicated.
1: Are you still paying for a pro Flickr account? I have to ask that question because I am. I still yes! have I still. Buy There's so much stuff in there. You got to pay for it still.
0: No, so Flickr is my library. Yeah, okay. So, so every photo I take goes to Flickr and I tag mm-hmm. it. And so let's assume I'm hanging out with you at PAM yeah. and I or I go visit you at St. Pete sure. and I go, hey, let me show you PAM. And I open Flickr and I grab PAM on my tags and I'll show you every photo I've ever taken of PAM. Wow. So so it's a it's a really well organized library that it's not about social media or networking. Yeah. It's more about me keeping control of my stuff in order.
1: It's weird. Somebody starting that today would probably head off and just, I just do in Google Photos. I can do the same thing, but that wasn't there when you started. With <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so you're not going to transfer everything. You stick with it. You and Nick Bastian are in that same boat. He is a Flickr fiend. <laughs> He's always, always keeping his photos in there. I love that. This is why this is so much fun now. For. Younger agents who have been in the business three years and they're 27 years old. This is not going to make a lot of sense to you, but trust me, you'll be telling these kind of stories in 15 years when you're on a podcast. So, <laughs> um, you know, let's you you've done tons of teaching and, and coaching, helping people. You now you're you're, you're um, you've got 200 agents that you're helping with their business. you are also heavily involved. You know, at the local at the, the state and national level with with the associations. Talk about the value. Why is that so important to you to be a part of that, a part you of know, that giving back?
0: It's it, and it was more than giving back. When I decided to get involved in leadership, it was because our industry was had such a bad reputation. Well, it still does. I mean, I, we can't say it's cleaned up. So um, coming from being an architect to being a realtor, it was like a downgrade big time. And... And I had two decisions to make. I could sit there and be the agent that would complain daily about what was going wrong in the industry, or I can try, get involved and try to change one little thing at a time. And and I chose the latter. So it was, okay, what can I do? I don't know if this is gonna make a difference, but hey, I have to try. So I started, um, it was through Todd Carpenter actually, out, out of all things. So there was a pilot program at the NAR level where they invited um, the early adopters to be part of one of the NAR committees. I mean, think about that. You know, we didn't care about NAR. What what was that? The National Association of Realtors, what? What do they do for us, right? And such ignorance. I mean, that is just so crazy to think back and and decide. And so I was placed on the Global Alliance Committee. Mm -hmm. And our job as the early adopters in this pilot program was to butcher the committee, like give honest feedback. So the chair of this committee happened to be a Miami leader. So maybe VC who I love to death said to me, you need to get involved in Miami. And I was like, ah, uh, no, like why? <laughs> so she pushed uh, Miami um, started a YPN, um, chapter of leadership and they called me up and they're like, we need you, you know, are you camp? I mean, who's going to lead that? Who's going to, who knows all that stuff? Right. So, um, oh my God, it was the best thing I could have done. Best thing I could have done. Um, like-minded individuals there for a common cause there to improve the industry there to identify what we need to do to become better. Then Getting involved at the state level as well in committees in that level. Mm-hmm. So, I was chair of the Emerging Tech um, Committee last year. So, I was able to bring, you know, from, from reach companies, people to present and, and just expose what, what NAR com- brings to the table when it comes to technologies. Um, I'm vice chair of the communications technology at the, at the state level. I'm on the Federal Policies and Strategies Committee at the NAR level. So it's everything. It's it's about it. Just goes hand in hand. Um, to you know, just a, a little you know grain of sand make goes a long way. Believe it or not, and you feel like not only are you making a difference, which whatever that's that secondary. It's then you realize, oh my God, how ignorant was I to not know about everything that the National Association Realtor does for me and my clients directly when it comes to advocacy, when it comes to so many things, yeah. you know, um, now, now we have this thing with, with, um, diversity and inclusion. That's so important in our industry. So, yeah, I, I totally, um, recommend people to get involved. You know, start going to, you know, your association. Doesn't matter if it's it's a if it's a small association across the country. Miami happens to be the largest one, which is fifty thousand members, which is insane. But, you know, there's associations with a hundred members. It doesn't matter. Get involved, you know, go to events, get to know, you know, the good professionals that care. And and just surround yourself with smart people which is what it boils down to and that's why i'm here today
1: <laughs> <laughs> like i you know i i just keep thinking back to that 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 core group of people you know in say yeah. 2005 and 6 that were just uh you know you named some of the names but you can go through just this list of you know just jeff turner yeah. and stacy harman and and you mentioned uh you know t car it's funny I, I think of them <laughs> by their twitter handles more <laughs> <laughs> more than i do their names but uh i think that's so cool so so you're like heavily involved you're seeing what's happening in the tech space um actually i work for like a new tech company now right my agent so there's all kinds of things that are out there right so what what's what's on the horizon what do you do, do you have this sense of something maybe bigger broader or what does it look like going forward in 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 your world
0: you know what i i think if we look back at the biggest complaint that we have from tech is you know the loss of of control of data from from an industry point of view, and I think that's the bit, the next move. That the next move is is how, and I'm not saying realtors individually going to get that back. But the reality is that there's so many companies making massive amounts of money from our data. Yeah. So so I, I think that's that's where we need to go. And by the way, Rate My Agent is absolutely amazing. I push that to my agents on a daily basis, so you you better believe it. It's, it's one of those tools where testimonials, are you kidding me? That's, and the, and the way that it's integrated, um, I could go on for for days. So. Well, I,
1: I appreciate that. That that wasn't <laughs> one of my questions, but that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They, in fact, the, the the association there has been amazing, an amazing partner, as well as um, uh, Stellar has been amazing too, up in the central portion of the state. So uh, Florida is is uh, in a has really jumped on board. I think they've they're. It's funny. There are certain things. You know, when I first got to St. Petersburg in 2017, I was shocked by how little. Um, People wanted data from us at a, as a title company because they, we could give them farming information. We could give them for their subdivision all the property information, and nobody wanted it. It was very odd. Back in Phoenix, you can imagine <laughs> we would do hundreds a day of these. Farms. Uh, so it's weird, but but it's 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 been fun to see how this how the how the state's um, developing. So. Yes, I have to I have to let you go. You've got to get back to work and so I'm gonna ask the same final question I've asked since day one. Jay Thompson was the first guy to answer this question. I think Nick was the seventh person to answer this question. <laughs> um, what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just getting started?
0: You know, oh, my God, and you're putting me on the spot for sure. I, mean, I bet that's the the massive answer that everybody gives you. I would tell a new agent, it's so super rare to find an um, someone that comes into the real estate world that doesn't have a past. And by having a past, is that we come from other industries. Super rare to have the son of the son of the son who's a realtor, and you know that's that just that's rare. That doesn't happen much. Yeah. So I would tell you that we each have a passion. We each have a forte. Um, it's crucial to do well in this industry to identify what your strengths and weaknesses are, and and not so much so you know how to market yourself, but so you develop a passion and, and have fun at it, you know? There's nothing like having a job that you hate. And and I remember hearing people going, I, I love what I do. And I was like, as a realtor, you love what you do, really? Seriously, like fighting with couples and being like their therapist, are you kidding me? But you know what? Um, when I walk into a historic property, and I, I start identifying you know, the pecky cypress beams and, and who the architect is and the finishes and, and I walk around and I'm touching the floor and I'm saying, this is original, this is not, this casement window has the original. You know I light up, I light up and guess what? That just makes me smile from ear to ear and it makes my job so beautiful. So identify your passion, you know weaknesses, strengths, try to create a niche around that. And, and you can create community, which is, we talked about before around the niche and you have like a home run winning combination without a doubt.
1: Ines, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: You can visit my blog, miamiism.com. All my contact info is there. I am miamiism in every social media platform, except for Twitter.
1: I have oh, a four letter right.
0: name and it's Ines is my yeah. first name.
1: <laughs> that was awesome. You were able to do that. Well, <laughs> so. oh,
0: because I, I think we were like the first accounts, no?
1: Right in there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, this has been a blast. I thank you so much for your time. I promise I'm gonna make it down there here as soon as it puts up a little more and we'll we'll definitely you'll have to definitely take me to out some Arepas, it'll be great. We'll find a place.
0: And um, I owe you I owe you a mojito. Not okay,
1: welcome. and that, <laughs> I'm in. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Had a great time today.
0: Thank you for inviting me. This has been a great honor and pleasure. So thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the real estate sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions Podcast at your favorite podcast listening app. <laughs>